everybody, and hello, humans. Welcome to the Not a Robot DC Comics Review Show, where we review new DC comic releases each and every week. My name's Josh, and with me, as always, is Anthony. What about you guys? How are you guys doing this week? I hope you guys having a great week. We are everywhere you listen to podcasts, so link up to your favorite podcast platform at campsite.bio forward slash not a robot and patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcasts for early and additional content. We're also on Twitter. I'm at an old, excuse me, <laughs> at a, <laughs> I'm at not a robot show and Anthony is at Walt gator 93 give us a follow and we will follow you on back you can also send us in some mail we'll respond to it right on the show if you'd like not a robot podcast at gmail.com and now this is the part of the show where we go over our twitter polls and our show mail but before we do that we are going to start off with our very first not a robot army roll call because we have obtained our very first patron Uh, i know that's great news isn't it Our very first patron from Patreon has subscribed, and that's a wonderful thing. We'd love to know you appreciate us, and every cent given to us goes back towards and into making the show. So the first, and only so far, member of the Not A Robot Army Roll Call is... Weird Science Jim from over at Weird Science... DC Comics review itself. Thanks, um, man. Yeah, he thought it was interesting to get invested into the podcast. Uh, like, I listened to his, um, uh, which is also a pretty good one. They cover all kinds of crazy stuff. Way oh, yeah. more content. They, they, they're more <laughs> of a multimedia conglomerate thing going on there. Got a lot of different personalities um, reviewing all kinds of different things. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Give them a listen. That's Weird Science DC. Again, thank you, Weird Science Jim. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thanks, As a man. member, everybody, um, anybody that signs up for our Patreon gets early access to all of our podcasts that we release each and every week and access to additional content that we create just for our Patreons. So what are you waiting for? Sign up and show us that you might be a human after all and join the Not A Robot Army. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the Twitter polls. This week, we asked asked which comic you were looking forward to the most. Three Jokers number two, Death Metal Multiverse's End, The Joker Warzone, or Wonder Woman 1984. And Anthony thought we were going to have zero on this last poll. What was that? Which one did you think was going to be zero? You thought we were having a repeat of last week's poll. I honestly thought it'd be Wonder Woman 1984 because I did not hear any buzz at all about this comic coming up at all. Well, like, I actually forgot this was coming up, honestly. Yeah, I did too. And honestly, we're, we're, it's only being released because it's a movie tie-in. It's mm-hmm. plug it in. I believe the uh, solicits, solicits even said that the storylines in it tie into the movie. But but have they done, done this before? Because I know Marvel has, but I don't think DC has had a tie-in issue to one of the... Um, to one of the movies. I think this is the first movie tying comic. I typically don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure. Um, now I watch the hell out of the movies, but as far as all the tie in and all the commercial stuff that happens with it, I don't, I don't get involved. Um, 
But uh, so at the bottom of the pack, we had um, we had the death metal tie-in. It was multiverse's end. You guys were you guys just were not interested in reading that one at all, which I am shocked because it is the major story arc mm-hmm. occurring in DC right now. Why do you think um, that? Like, but why do you think that that only got eight percent of which like, at twenty four votes? That's probably like my guess, like two, maybe three. Why do you think only that many people voted for that book? Well, I think because flat out, most people are just completely tired of the dark multiverse by now. And I'm hopefully, I mean, it's going to be gone by the time that this series, this event, excuse me, uh, wraps up. Uh, hopefully, it, it, hopefully it won't come back because it it has been bad but i mean it has it has done some things too it's i mean it's brought heroes back to where they needed to be like i feel wonder woman was off on a like she no one knew where to put her and i feel like this this series is bringing her back to where she needs to be and i think that's occurring for a lot of the characters but is it actually a wonder woman event they said it is but i'm not gonna know if you ask me right now this is a wonder woman event I'm like, no, this is a Batman event. Just I mean, because how things are being played out. If I had to pick a character, yeah, I would probably say Batman. Um, but ultimately, I mean, they say it's a Wonder Woman. If they're saying it's a Wonder Woman event, it's not. Um, that's it's what a, was advertised. It could be a Wonder Woman led Justice League event. Absolutely, but. Because, I mean, they always show her being the one that's, when everybody's mm-hmm. together, she's the one that's spitting out the plans. Um, and that's fine. I mean, she is a warrior. She's a tactician. She's smart. Um, there's, uh, there's no issue with Wonder Woman being in command, as far as I'm concerned. It's just, it's not a Wonder Woman event. It's, it's, it's just not. It, it, to me, though, it is a Justice League event. Yeah. And that's fine if she's leading that, you know, but to call it a flat out Wonder Woman event, that's, that's not, that's not accurate. You know what I mean? Not one bit. No, I don't feel, I wish it, I wish I got a vibe, but no, I don't feel that vibe at all. Well, just past the Dark Knight's death metal tie in Multiverse's End, uh, just past that, we got a little more votes for Wonder Woman 1984. Both of them received really low votes, though. Joker War Zone, Joker War Zone, excuse me, came in second place with 25% of the votes, leaving 54 going to three Jokers number two. And th- that doesn't really surprise me much. Not one bit. No. The hype it has from last issue, too. Yeah. So I don't think anybody was really surprised by those numbers other than the fact that death metal wasn't much i was surprised that death metal wasn't much closer to warzone saying um you know hey you know the people spoke this is yeah. what they said all right now next up now that the polls are out of the way we have a really quick show mail thanks for writing in we love it when people do this because we love discussing stuff both of us are nerds at heart and yeah. well, if you give us a chance to gab, we are going to do so. Um, so this one comes from Twitter, from at BXYT Man. What do you think will happen with Nightwing in 2021? Now, I've got my own point of view on this, Anthony, but why don't you give this one a go first? I honestly think that Nightwing, his book is not what it 
should be his new 52 run was great. His first few um, issues, I mean, what first few volumes of the rebirth, they were great. I loved Raptor, loved the whole story. But recently, with whole um, Rick and even before Rick, with the whole Judge and everything, it wasn't that great. I feel like that Dick is best suited. Uh, like as a team, as a leader, either guiding new heroes or bringing, making a whole new team. Now, we don't have, as of, I want to say December, we won't have any new, like any team superhero books, which is kind of upset. I feel as if you should always have a, a team superhero book. So my guess is by February, we're going to get at least, my guess is, yeah, a Titans digital only book. We're going to have at least four or five digital-only books. That'd be one of them. That one, JSA, um, Suicide Squad, Blue Beetle, and uh, may- maybe actually we're going to actually have also a Black and Arrow and Green Arrow digital-only. But definitely, Dick will be leading a team. His last run as Titans, it, the premise was good. It was the writer that should have had better, play things out better. The idea could have been great. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. However, I think it will happen if we give it one more shot. Have just Dick and the book. Him being the leader is Titans. The TV show, he's a leader. That's what my favorite aspect. Teen Titans, the TV show, same thing. That's what I want. That's what I need. That's what's going to happen. That's the kind of Dick Grayson that I'm used to seeing too. Um, it's uh, I'm I'm used to seeing him in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing smart ass, cocky, uh, quick with the insults, Nightwing, and you know we haven't had that in a very long time. Uh, it's a it, shame too. It is a shame, but. Does that mean that we can't have uh we could does that mean that we can't have Nightwing as a solo character with a different writer? Who would you want on the book? Any ideas? Uh honestly, you know who I think would do um okay, so it, this is gonna seem like a cheap answer, but um I would love to see what Scott Snyder has planned because I know he's got a Nightwing thing going on. I want him to do that. I would want him to do like, like Batman, like, but not like a Bat Family member book so bad. I yeah, want and that. As far as I know, with the ear of the grapevine, um, he's got something on the black label side of things going on with Nightwing. Really? I believe so. Or he's trying to make it happen in any case. But um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I would, I would like to see, uh, um, I would like to see, uh, oh, wow, I'm totally blanking right now. I would like to see Tom Taylor write an, a, a Bat Family book, like either in a, a you know, at least six issue arc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I would like to see Mark Wade come over and do a Bat Family book. That would be cool. Is he back with DC? 
Uh, I thought I saw people saying that he's back in DC now. Well, he was, he wrote a short bit of the in that anthology book, and I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember which one it was. There's been quite a few of them lately, but uh, um, he did write a short bit in a in one of the anthology books, and uh, I mean, I don't know if that officially means that he's back with DC or not, but I think he could definitely do a really cool take on it. Oh, definitely. But, that would um, be a big too if he came back for um, Nightwing. I feel like that would definitely grow, grab people's attention. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, I personally, me, um, I have no problem with Dick having his own solo series. I think that um, his time as a member of the team. Well, I well I enjoy, and I still go back, and I'll you know I'll reread Teen Titans, and I'll read Titans, and um, you know I've, shit, I love the show, but uh, I, him as a character in the comic books, he's done that time, you know, he's not a teenager anymore, um, or I mean, see now here's here's where things get a little weird. We've been seeing artists drawing the older kids as younger people lately we've seen tim drake de-aged yep we've seen wally we've seen wallace west um look much younger oh, we we've, seen, yep. we've seen damien look just a little bit younger and shit he's already super young um so i don't know if we're if we're just gonna if this is just like a gradual we're not mentioning this is happening but we're just gonna do it right in front of your eyes kind of thing um, and and de-age certain people and 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 bring bring Dick's age down. Um, I mean, are we going to see that universe wide? There's a lot of questions. I've got so many with this. Not a reboot, reboot coming. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, but uh, I, me, me personally, to answer the question uh, from uh, Twitter, there. Me personally, I would I would say I see Dick because we've seen the Bat Family coming together more often. And we've seen uh, Batman's emotional maturity happening in a lot of the different stories throughout DC's current continuity um, as of late. Anyway, recently, th- this has been occurring in all kinds of different books. We've seen Batman opening up a whole lot more. And um, I think, at least my fingers are crossed, and this this could be just me being completely hopeful, but uh, my fingers are crossed to get a Bat family uh, centric like little mini universe going on and occasionally you know like a lot of team-ups and 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 i see dick as being the heart of that bat family you know uh bat girl just quit uh, i see her stepping back into the oracle role because alfred's not there anymore huh? I, I and and lucius is not doing well since the events of the joker war we'll see that here today I believe, right? Yeah, yes, it's yes, in the war, the war zone. Yeah, one. it's in the war zone one, and so, um, so I see everybody slipping in to fill a need, um, and with Batwing back in town, I'm I'm very very interested to see what his role is supposed to be, because while we've got that mini from john ridley coming mm-hmm. um 
that's not continuity, right? That's that's going to be a black label book, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So um, well, so that it be. so then it doesn't count unless they come out and tell us that it's going to count. Like they said, that three jokers is going to affect the 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 larger DC universe. Yeah, and Batman as a whole. So they told us that, but other than that, the general rule of thumb is that if it's a black label, it don't matter. No. And that's why we get those cool stories on the black label. Um, but uh, anyway, that's the answer to that. Uh, that's as best as I can get. I, I, I see him coming back as the heart of the Bat family. And, uh, and, and Anthony over here wants to see him back in a team, whether it's the Titans or not. So let's go ahead and get on into the books now. This week, we're covering Justice League Annual 2, Wonder Woman 763, Red Hood Outlaw 49. It's not Red Hood and the Outlaws anymore. It's back down to Red Hood Outlaw. Batman Superman Annual Number 1, Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverse's End, Legion of Superheroes Number 9, and Batman the Joker Warzone Number 1. We'll go ahead and jump things straight on into the books this time justice league annual number two priced at 4.99 written by robert venditti with art by aaron lapresti matt ryan and david Barron. letters by tom napolitano with the cover by romulo fiardo jr it's a locked room murder mystery in the hall of justice superman an investigative journalist batman the world's greatest detective the flash a csi technician Wonder Woman, a mystical detective for the Justice League Dark, and Green Lantern, an intergalactic police officer, must put their heroic minds together to solve the case. The Hall houses some of the greatest artifacts in the DC Universe, but also its deadliest. Who is the victim? Who is the culprit? And what is the motive? Can the Justice League put together the clues to solve the mystery before the murderer strikes again? And at them, their lives depend on it. So this opens up with uh, a, a little look at everyone. And they are, uh, we get a little quick panel of each character we just mentioned on the first page. Um, basically setting the story up. Batman needs someone who can find the story Superman. Uh, that means Superman's on his way. It's a unique crime scene, Wonder Woman. So she's on her way. Green Lantern, I need help thinking outside of the box. So John Stewart's on his way. You can be a second set of eyes on the evidence, Flash. And he's on his way. And that's the setup to bring the team together. Now, the crime, and it is definitely a unique crime scene. Oh, yeah. We see in a, a really well, really well-drawn uh, double splash page here. Uh, on the credits page, unfortunately, or else this would have made a cool paper. But um, well, it's, it's still even cool with the credits on there, actually. But in any case, uh, we've got a murder, and there's a naked dead guy in what looks to be the Hall of Justice. He's all contorted, and um, now yeah. does that last page and all seem like a like late nineties slash early two thousand style? Like team up to, just because how the how they're all drawn with the R, it seems like they could have been like a part of the JLA book when uh, 
Morrison was on it, just with how they're drawn. With one woman and her hair like that. With yeah. um, Batman and his costume, and even with Superman and how his costume even is. Yeah, you, you know, you're onto something there. This definitely doesn't look like it's modern times. It does not. But in any case, so they're sitting there questioning. Everybody wants to know, how the heck did a murder happen inside their own headquarters? Especially not just their own headquarters, not like on the front door, but in a secure sub-basement level. Mm-hmm. How could it possibly happen? Um, they don't know who he is. And um, so Batman fills him in, identity unknown. But this is proof of a catastrophic breach in the hall security systems. I think that goes without saying. Um, so they're, it's basically just a setup of how they work together and, um, you know, do so as a team. And honestly, it's 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 an enjoyable story. So if you do want to go through and read it, I would pay the four ninety nine for this book because it was a good story. Um. And again, like we're looking at like JLA era superheroes here with yeah. um, with, with what it's looking at. But uh, the Justice League goes on attack. Uh, the, 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 um, the Hall of Justice goes on attack against the Justice League. And um, they have a hell of a time fighting it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had like a counteraction to all of their powers, whether it's Green Lantern's ring, Flash's sewer speed. And all because they had uh, protocols saved in there for their nemesises. Their who did I say that? Nemesises. Ne- yeah, ne- sounds nemesises. right. <laughs> their <laughs> their arc rivals, um, uh, and many of them have the same problems. Like okay, so like they've got a Zod protocol which uses red solar radiation. Well, of course that works on Superman, and they've got one that works on everybody there. Mm -hmm. all right um again skipping through it so you don't get anything ruined if you do want it there's some really cool parts there um how they compensate for superman's uh lost uh lost uh powers because of the because of the zod protocol i mentioned um going through it this art is is nice man it's it's refreshing um Mm. it's it's done well you know, it's not super detailed. This isn't um, going to win any awards, but it's definitely pleasing to the eyes and just the old style. Um, or I feel weird calling it the old style, but, you know, I mean, just the look brings back some happier memories of DC Comics. Um, they've got, uh, you know, the, the the Hall of Justice, again, is, is attacking the Justice League and it's bringing out every kind of um, defense you can imagine from lasers to robots and, and more. They find out that it is indeed a, a, some sort of uh, a uh, microbot infection. And it starts attacking Batman, crawling in his mouth. I think that's really super gross. And then we, it, 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 am I mistaken, but do we get to see him throw that up? See, is, I don't is know that what that is? Is that, up, is that or was it going in his mouth? Well, see, in the in if we flip two panels back and we see it in his mouth up on his face, we don't see any of the white. 
And and we flip another panel back and we see it when it's, you know, we got a close up of his face and there's no white there shining out of his mouth. So, I mean, it looks like, see, it looks like the rest of them have pretty much gotten off of his body. And, mm-hmm. and I think he's throwing them up. That's gross. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I can appreciate them them sticking with the story. That was something else. Yeah. Um, God, Batman looks really good in this. So does Wonder Woman, man. In any case, again, um, not ruining the story for you. It's not important that I don't do that because obviously this isn't an in-continuity story. It's an annual number one, and obviously it's set in the past number two, so it's not going to affect anything. If I don't tell you what happens, you're not missing out. You can just go out and get the book. But, um, you know, they they obviously, they resolved the issue, and... Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Should I spoil it for him, Anthony? Personally, I feel as if the villain that they they chose was... I feel as if it was a bit of a letdown, in my opinion. It was a surprise and a letdown. You know, unfortunately, it was both, to me anyway. It was a surprise and a letdown. Um, I was like, ah, but uh, <laughs> just with how things played out, I would have thought that maybe this villain, after a while, fought back better in a way, or like maybe this was a either Olmec or Brainiac or some sort of other villain. But I was like, I feel like we should have saw more actiony with him towards them. Well, I mean, yeah, but it it is just oh hell, okay, it's yeah. the eradicator guys, and it's just his head that's there, so there's not a whole lot that he can do, but can he like build himself a body or so with his microbots um i I don't think so. Because you don't really see them taking the form of anything else. I think he's just got control of microbots that were in the in the Watchtower or in the Hall of Justice. And that's another thing. It's not called the Watch. It's the Hall of Justice. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it was a good, it was a decent, enjoyable story. Yeah. Uh, the ending was a little bit of a oh, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't mad. At it, it was just a little bit of an O, but I mean, it was it was done well, and I enjoyed reading it. Um, and because of the the feel of the art and the, the you know the way that they brought them together and kind of tried to show everybody's individual talents, which is something we don't get to see very often in the Justice no. League book. Um, I, I I tend I'm gonna I'm bumping this up a little higher than it than it should be for a non continuity book. Uh, so I'm giving this a seven out of ten. I enjoy the art. I like how this is just a one story, one that I can just easily come back and read like at nighttime before bed. Just put the story up and all, read it. Um, the villain, 
was a bit of a letdown. But honestly, besides that, I enjoyed seeing how the team worked together and like and how they like how to fight through problems that they can't use their own powers with, how to be creative. So I think I'm gonna give this a seven point five out of ten. Right, that's fair. That's fair. Like, Seven point five out of ten. There you go. Diddy does it again. Wonder Woman seven six. Were you gonna say something? I'm just glad that it wasn't a tie-in to Death Metal. Oh yeah, me too. I'm glad that I it mean, was its own story. Just like I'm glad that it wasn't a tie-in to Death Metal because we've got enough of those and we weren't supposed to have that many and we've got way more than we were told we were going to have already. I feel like that's why that poll was, I feel that people are just sick and tired of the tie-ins. Like almost every week we have at least one or two tie-ins like, and not just like a regular page, I mean, a regular comic issue, but like a like oversized or so like a anthology with all these stories or like massive events. Like, no, it's just a little bit too much. Yeah, you don't I, need all of them. I'm with you there. And with that, let's just go ahead and get on over to the next book in our review tonight. Wonder Woman 763, priced at $3.99, written by Mariko Tamaki, with art by Car- Carl, uh, Carlo Barbary, Matt Santarelli, and Alejandro Sanchez. Letters by Pat Brasso. And cover done by David Marquez. A brand new foe has made her presence known in the life of Wonder Woman. And Liar Liar isn't going anywhere. In this issue, this unhinged young villain is revealed as the mastermind behind the psychic phenomenon spreading chaos across the globe. But is there more to her than meets the eye? Maxwell Lord is about to find out the hard way with a bombshell that will shake the smarmy mogul to his core. Can Max trust someone who so ruthlessly uses deception to manipulate her opponents in the first place? Uh, well, that does kind of sound like him. So uh, we start off and we have the caption that liar liar the 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 word boxes that liar liar has been using for dialogue so this tells me with the bunny there in the background that uh, this is indeed liar liar as a little girl riding in the car with her mom uh her mom saying she would never keep anything from her and then we sit there we see um You know that 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 she doesn't believe her. Uh, she, the her mom drives into a truck, and they're they're in a big huge accident. And um, now, does that mom at the big page, the flash page? Does that mom look like her neck? Her neck got like a snap. Yes, With, to me, it that's does. what I thought. To him, you can't really she, she see dead. it, but it's like way super extended and way mm-hmm. over. And the art in this book is really good, like good to a point where I'm going to assume that there wasn't a mistaken perspective. You know what I oh. mean? So I think that that was intentional. I think that she's definitely dead. Whew, man. Oh yeah, the art is beautiful. Just how with the colors and the and the anchor did a fantastic job. It's just like 
I want this on more books. Just like this, like hopeful, like, and right now she's dead, but like this, like hopeful color style, it feels like. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it's bright. This little team here uh, with Color Barbary and Santarelli doing the drawing and Alejandro Sanchez as a colorist. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I, I love it. It is awesome. And like the little white accent to show, you know, in the background to show impact instead of the use of motion lines. I mean, yeah. that that's that's badass, dude. That's this just it's wonderful. I love it. Um, so we flip the page, we get past the splash page, and we got a little little bit of um comedy coming from Liar Liar here. Should I call you dad or do you like pops or father? Father is a little formal. This they to me that kind of felt like Damien a little bit. Yeah. Um, One say father. Yeah. Um who are you? And that's when we all, you know, what we all find out, you know, it's his daughter, uh who still has uh Etta Candy and three soldiers under her control, all pointing guns at Wonder Woman and Max Lord. Uh He he's he he apparently did not know about her at all. He's like, you can control people. She definitely does, and she starts threatening that you know she's going to put up a fight against Wonder Woman. Basically, saying this is for a mi- a, a million missed Father's Days. Um, and Emma says, uh, or liar, liar, whatever you want to call her, uh, you know. Uh, geez, you know, here I am just talking about my plans when I could be watching you die. And we see Maxwell Lord with his blue force bubble. I'm going to call it that. Um, stealing some Star Wars. Sorry for the cultural appropriation. I apologize. But um, that's what I'm going to call that. That's a force push, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, <job>. Right? <laughs> That uh, so uh, of course, uh, Emma tell, tells her little backup there at in the soldiers to kill Wonder Woman, who promptly uses the lasso to snatch some guns away and her bracers to, of course, block bullets. Um, she is making short work of them on her own while, while Maxwell Lord just sits there and talks to Etta or not Etta, Emma, excuse me, and he's really dismissive of her. He's like, this means nothing. She's like, I did this for you. Um, you know, you want to be a part of the Lord family legacy. Lords fight for ourselves with few exceptions. So he's not impressed with her whatsoever. You know, he's just regular, normal, what I'm used to arrogant mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord. Um, and then we get more of the flashback uh, I found the birth certificate buried in my mother's drawer. I didn't know for sure what it meant to be the child of Maxwell Lord until the night my mother died. I wish you would drive the truck and kill yourself and then you'd be dead. And that's what happened. Uh, it was no accident. She forced her mom to drive into the truck and she survived through it. Man, the blood on the face too. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It, and it's like... Um, even like, oh, wow. And, and the lips have it. Dang. 
Yeah, the lips, and you know, even on the bunny, dude. I, I Is that a real bunny though, too? No, that's not a real bunny. That's just okay, a, thank that, you. yeah, that's just a, a, a that's animal. animal. Yeah. So it's like, man. Uh, we flip back to to uh, the current time, and we've got uh, Etta Candy all tied up with the lasso of truth around her, the golden perfect, and um, Wonder Woman's trying to break through to her while uh, Maxwell Lord and his kid are back to talking. Um, she has a real bunny now, and they keep going back and forth. Um he calls her a child and says, "Whatever abilities you think you have, you can't this, you can't win this game." And she says, "Watch me on the next page." She's uh, Wonder Woman's finally broken free. She's got it through to uh, to Eddie Candy, and apparently, um, she sets. Milani down and uh, she says this is going to be fun like killing a unicorn hey Diana hey Wonder Woman and Milani transforms into this giant purple monster um, it's got like what do you think that that is all about to like eight eyes and gigantic one, two, teeth three, as damn, I mean, the teeth that's teeth are as big as Emma's hand, uh, arm is from her elbow mm-hmm. to the tip of her fingertips. Um, it's uh, it's a hell of a monster. And uh, what do I what, what do I think that is? Yeah, do you, do you think the bunny can just do that, or do you think like Emma is somehow for, like changing well, how the bunny is see her eyes go pink the words got kind of the pinkish tint to them um some of the time you know if, if people are under her control they've got the pink thing going on um so i'm assuming that all of this is uh is her play now i don't know if she's able to psych psychically manifest matter or change it but I mean, you can tell just looking at it, even though it is mm-hmm. a really creepy looking monster, that it was a bunny. Yeah, because you can see how the ears are, but now the massive. Yep, and the nose. And I mean, it's the bigger back legs than in the front. I mean, so it, it, it's definitely Mulani. Uh, on the next page, Edda wants to know what the frack that is. See, I wish they just used the S and then like the like squirky line to say like she's very saying another word. Because I'm like, I feel as if who wouldn't just say what the fuck? And once they see that creature, when they see yeah. what the frack, I'm like, oh, I feel okay. It's nice, but I wish you still did the F with the like. Hashtag ad and the other signs. Yeah. Censored it. Mm-hmm. I, they've been using frack for fuck for a long oh, time. Oh, they have? Now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, it depends if somebody's been a, a Battlestar Galactica fan or not. <laughs> That's where that came from, to my knowledge, in any case. Um, on that page where where she says that, um, yeah. again, drawn beautifully, but... I got Diana. one thing, Diana. She looks too young. young. Exactly. She's drawn. Her arms are ripped, man. Her shoulders look right. She looks like a badass Amazon warrior. But then you get to her face, and she looks like she might be 16. 
that's I feel like that for me that's or, my or issue. younger the whole time I've been reading this um the Marcus Vaughn I kind of wish like we have such a young one woman story because then this would be perfect because she does look young so I wish like we have the same team but like on like a young one woman story like uh like a year one ish type mm. or like maybe a Donna Troy book but yes like she does look so young I don't know why they have it drawn this way I'm not sure either she doesn't look like that through the rest of the issue so it was probably just artist preference like the eye shape is different and everything there's a good chance that this was just an attempt to go for surprise and it just ended up not landing it just made her look real young that's all but um so the fight commences between Wonder Woman and uh, Liar Liar. And Maxwell Lord again pushes stuff into Wonder Woman's head. Uh, and Wonder Woman's walking forward daughter of Max Lord, which I still can't get used to this Max Lord stuff. Um, he was taken... He has taken your voice from me. I hear no sound, but I see your pain. I don't know what world you came into, but I know this hurt. Uh, she can't hear liar, liar's psychic suggestions because Maxwell Lord blocked them. Uh, we see a little flip through of um, Diana's life and how she's known hurt too. Maxwell Lord says, Diana, stop. Emma is flipping, flipping out because she realizes Wonder Woman can't help her. Uh, we see a gun getting grabbed, and Maxwell Lord is standing there. Um, Emma pour, pulls the gun on her dad and calls him stupid. So stupid, you've died a million times, and you'll die a million more. I'm going to wreck you so freaking hard. And he, uh, she pushes him to his knees with a with a psychic suggestion you know with a force push <laughs> and um she's showing him you know what happened like reminding but we already know he already knows all of this uh, wonder woman is running up on more of this white background art that's becoming more popular again and mm -hmm. god i like it Um, Wonder Woman distracts Emma for a second by grabbing her gun and that's when he force pushes to liar liar that she doesn't have any powers so she kind of drops and faints and um, they call for the restraints Wonder Woman how long says, is the control for how long is she powerless for I'm not sure but they lock her in uh, Stryker's Island and um, one week later we find out that uh, Maxwell Lord is still working with Etta Candy. Um, they can take advantage of him right now and that Wonder Woman kept the rabbit. <laughs> she <laughs> Is she says, I tried a rabbit sanctuary. He gave me an earful. 
Can the rabbit talk? <laughs> um, Someone's up with that rabbit. Something. Maybe yeah, not next oil, curious. but eventually something's going to be up with this rabbit. I, I hope so. I'm, I'm like, invested in this rabbit now. <laughs> Me too. It's my new Donnie Darko. Um, (laughs) They've got her light locked inside the max security wing for the criminally insane. So I don't think that she's going anywhere for a while. Um, We do see the push from her affecting Maxwell Lord. The push from Liar Liar affecting Maxwell Lord on the next page. Uh, or maybe it's just him remembering it, but it's in her word box font. Um, again, just reminding him that Wonder Woman snapped his neck, snapped his neck before. Ada Candy looks at him, says, "I've got your partner here, ready to fight for some justice." And he says, "Anything I can do, I'm here to help." With a creepy looking smile. Without a, a, definitely not a genuine smile. Not at all. <laughs> um, next issue, Bienvenido a Miami. And that's it. Uh, we got Liar Liar put down, which um, ultimately she wasn't an important thing. Unless we get something out of the bunny, it appears that Liar Liar was just a segue to uh, Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman being on a team. Which, I feel like that's, gonna, that's probably going to last maybe one more story arc at most, because the way that now he, he like, he has, the, like, net, the neck snap in his, uh, in his, like, head, and how he was, like, like that smile he gave, I feel like next story arc, so by the time it's done, a heel turn, something, and he's going to do something bad. I think you're right. I think we're going to be definitely looking at a return to status normal for uh, old Maxwell Lord there before mm-hmm. too long. Uh, maybe even before the end of the next arc. Or, you know, end of this arc. I guess I guess this is still the same arc. Is this? Uh... I don't know. Do we count Liar Liar as an arc? It's kind of like an arc within an arc, I think. We'll see. I, yeah, find out what the next one is called. Well, um, all right, let's, uh, I'm going to give that one, uh, let's give it a rating here. I'm going to give that issue a, uh, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. It just, um, wasn't satisfying. It's the lowest I've rated a Wonder Woman issue in a long time, just because I feel like it was a disappointing end, but I'm looking at it as a segue into seeing what happens next with Maxwell Lord. And hopefully we get some of that bunny. <laughs> um, so there we go. I'm I'm giving that a six. What do you got, Anthony? I'm gonna give it a six point five out of ten. I enjoy it odd. Um, there were some things that really let me down. It was a quick read. Of definitely, I want to see more of Lalaya, more of the bunny. But something about the issue just didn't really run me the right way. I can't put my finger on it, but something like something should have happened. Well, I mean, it should have been the climax and it just felt like a meh moment, you know? Yeah. That's where we're at. Okay. So let's go ahead and shoot on over to Red Hood Outlaw 49 priced at $3.99 written by Scott Lebdell with art by Paolo Pantalena 
and Arif Prianto. Letters by Troy Petiri and cover by Dan Mora. Jason's ongoing war against the Untitled comes to a sudden, startling, and tragic end with the help of Red Hood and the Outlaws. <laughs> but to the world, one of his teammates must make the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good. So let's go ahead and get in here and take a look at what that means. Um, now, I forgot this, this was even, I'd actually reread, not last issue, but the issue before that. Because, like, my mind was still, oh, the Joker War Italian, where, like, he fought um, Dick, so maybe he's back in Gotham somehow. So when I opened this up, I was like, wait. Yeah, I think that was more of a mandated required issue tie it you know to tie it in um that's my impression anyway but i'm glad we got back to the regular story even though it is coming to an end um the cover reminds us of what we saw last with uh bizarro tearing out trigon's heart and um the first page opens up with the original outlaws arsenal starfire and red hood working together they're talking to each other we're back at that scene where they're closing the door um from the last issue this is all just basically recap we've got kind of a a well-drawn but not not like definitely not award-winning um big huge page because it's just them pushing a wall back together uh and catching us up on everything that's going on here while jason catches back up with jason (laughs) I think that's what most of this issue was. Just like a, just, I think nothing very happened in this issue, actually. Well, next we go back and there's a bunch of narration and a little dialogue about uh, how Bizarro killed Trigon. Um, They want him to be his king. Uh, He's like, he says, uh, that am a hard no. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, he doesn't want to do that. Uh, We go back to the Chamber of All. Excuse me for a second. I need to cough. Sorry about that. So they're back in the Chamber of All and uh, everybody's working together. Um, Saru, I think that's his name, isn't it? I think it's the same. Anyway, he's supposed to be the Chamber of All's guardian. He's screwed that up. He, yeah, Saru. And um, Saru, not sorry. Uh, Essence shows up, gets attacked by one of the demons. Um, excuse me, not shows up. One of the demons show up and attacks Essence. Uh, he says, can't risk drawing the All Blades with both of us here. One soul, two cups. So... Uh, I'm not quite sure what that would mean. What do you think that they're getting at? That if they would have drawn the all blades, what what maybe, what would have happened? Maybe it would not be as powerful, or it would be like half the size. Only because with two of them there, maybe it's like half of they can actually use it. My guess. Okay. I just, I really didn't have any kind of an idea here. That's why I was asking. Um, 
I wasn't sure why. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is there a reasoning behind it? If one of y'all know, please, please shoot me an email and let me know or throw, throw it at me at Twitter at not a robot show. Uh, so essence transformed back to her flight attendant mode and, um, she wants to know why then she transforms back. Don't know why that happened. And, um, we get some more okay art going on. Um, I like the border with it. I'm not a, again, it, I'm going to say the art is okay. I actually, I'm, I, I want to say I'm used to seeing better art than this in this book. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, the fight ensues. Everybody's winning. They get the, they're getting ready to get the door closed. Um, the demons realize that Trigon's dead, so they can go ahead and escape. Uh, Bizarro can't keep them all there. If he's not going to be their king, they'll just go and rule Earth. So. Bizarro says, no, of course, I'm not happening on my watch. And they were back in the chamber. There's a lot of the back and forth here. Um, which is, it's okay to read. It just, it feels weird when you're reviewing it and you're looking through it. It's like just yeah. flipping back and forth. Uh, so Bizarro shows up, let them know he's going to stay. He tells them why. Um because he killed Trigon, so it looks like that's gonna be like canon, and it's Trigon's not coming back, um, or at least not soon. Which I wonder what this will do to Bizarre, like him being down there. Like, will this like change him in somehow? Like, will he get like new powers? Will he become more powerful? Will he become like make a heel turn and become somewhat corrupted? Like, being there for too long will it change his mind? Oh, man, I hope not. I I like this Bizarro. Um, I know this book gets hated on by a lot of people, but I I like it. I think that maybe, um, like I like okay, I liked it. I, I don't have a problem with Lovedell writing. A lot of people yeah. don't like the stories that have been going yeah. on, and understandably so. They they've gotten a little spacey, and it's gone off track quite a bit, and it's gotten kind of mythological, so it's a little hard to keep track of some stuff. Um, well, apparently think, also he's not such a apparently a great not, I don't know the whole story um, but just from what I've heard from people say there they don't like some sort of reputation or a allegation he has I have no idea what that is all about um, but I know that some people don't like him because of that oh yeah well politics I don't do them so yeah I don't know what all that is about well he's, is it comics gate stuff is that what it is? I have no idea. That's like, he's not as in, in the waters as Jeff Johns right now, but I know when, um, what book, it was when Flash Forward was announced, people were moaning because he was a writer. Something that he said before, no clue what oh, it was. Okay. Well, I mean, hate for the author aside for. You know, something that happened. I don't know. In any case, yeah. I didn't know about that, but we're almost done with the series in any case. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Bizarro 
having an emotional goodbye with Artemis and Jason saying that, you know, everything bizarro and me and because of you. Um, and then he's gone. He disappears. And um, Jason's like, what do we do? Artemis says, we honor his sacrifice. And they shut the doors, the door. And that's it. Um, they're all getting you know, ready to split up. Yeah. When the hugging, I wish we had just one panel of like, just what they look like at the beginning of the series, and then what they look, look like now, like oh, a nice little homage, cool. like, like side, yeah, like side by side, yeah, from like where they began and now, like that would be just like, I think it would just be a great like effect to the whole friendship of the bond that they have. I think you're right. Um, I mean, we could have completely skipped the page where uh, Essence transformed mm-hmm. back into a person. I. You know, and threw and threw that in there. That would have worked. I think out the just only fine. reason why they did that was just because maybe the reader may have forgot because that had no. Per, maybe to, Jason can find out, but again, that could have been at the end of the story to do that. It was weird to have that at that point. I I agree. Um. So they're 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 all getting ready to split up. Jason wants a second with Roy. Uh, Jason, other Jason, reminds him that they're kind of on a clock here so he doesn't have that you know they realize they've only got seconds before the place crumbles forever and um he gives him his his trucker hat back he's like you forgot this buddy and um you know we all know he's not gonna see Mm -hmm. him again next page we've got bizarro sitting on trigon's throne uh watching the uh, watching the the outlaws through it he's looking sad while surrounded by a bunch of demons <laughs> uh next the trial of red hood so the art that it didn't live up to what i was what i was used to but it was very busy um it's not horrible i can't knock it down too much we're getting everything wrapped up i don't feel like anything's being left out it just wasn't a stunning issue. It was nothing I could complain about, but I'm not going to write home about it either. So I'm going to give this mm-hmm. one a 7 out of 10. I enjoy the art. Um, I suppose if there's a few moments that just a little bit on nitpicking that could have been a little better. Like for we got the panel of just the three of them hugging. With a little, uh, before, I wish we get a little bit of a closure between Roy and Jason because we know that they're not going to see each other for a long time up until Roy comes back. I wish we got something, at least like just something that Jason said to Roy saying, um, hey, thank you for always being there for me. Um, I honestly feel as if this issue really didn't really have much of a story at all. Um, so I, I could say 5.75 out of 10. I was choosing between 5.5 or 6. Um, as much as I enjoyed the art, the story, it wasn't enough for me to pop it up more. So 5.7 out of 10. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now we'll just... Head on over to Batman Superman Annual, uh, number one, priced at four ninety nine. 
written by Joshua Williamson with art by Clayton Henry, Dale Eaglesham, Glenn Melnikoff, and Alejandro Sanchez with letters by John J. Hill and the cover done by Gabriel Rodriguez. On a dark and stormy night in the fifth dimension, two mortal foes meet to settle an age-old question once and for all. In a fight between Batman and Superman, who would win? The combatants, Mr. McZimmelpick, and Batmite. And in this battle for the ages, you will find out if a fifth-dimensional imp can bleed. It's all in this, the ultimate slugfest between the Dark Knight and the Man of Steel. Plus a whole lot of magic. Well, um, I, I'm not going to, and I think Anthony agrees with me here, this this issue is just a giant uh, Batmite versus yeah. Lexemplepick uh, fight, and that's not really worth spending a half hour going over uh 40 pages of of that the art is what you would expect out of a book featuring batmite and Pick. and um there's there's there there's nothing yeah. wrong with it it's a very animated style it's done really well uh it's Dave, it's definitely clayton henry and dale eaglesham we have this the longer foreheads um you know the long the the taller faces in general of Superman. Um, like as you said that, I'm looking at the um, at the page where Batman has the protocol and the Fortress of Solitude. I'm just looking at like Superman's forehead. Man, it's ginormous. It, like it's long. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, the Dale Eaglesham's art. Dale Eaglesham's art, which occurs, I believe, in the first half, is is a little better. Uh, he doesn't do the long drawn out stuff. Uh, he's he's a, he's a line artist, um, but both overall pretty good. Um, I I rag on uh, Clayton Henry's taller faces when I see it, just because it's something I can do. It's it looks a little funny to me, but um, it doesn't make for bad art. Uh, so I can't rag on that too much. Um, and like we said, ultimately it's a, a Mixie and Batmite fight mm. drawn well and over the course of nearly 40 pages worth of comic book. Uh, was it worth four ninety nine? Well, I mean, I guess that's up to you. If you want to read that for $5, then, you know, I mean, that's your decision. But uh, altogether, I'm going to give this, it's definitely, it, it was it was okay to read. It was kind of boring. Um I'm giving it a five, five out of 10. And, and uh, no, actually, um, actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to give it a six because I enjoyed the art and the general premise. It's just, it's not, the story was just kind of, you know, it's, it wasn't all that great. It's a fun issue. It really is. However, it does drag on. It's, it's, it, I, I don't think I even mentioned this, but it's Mixie and Batmite fighting over who would win, Batman or Superman. So, I mean... It's like 30 pages. It should have been like just a normal issue with the regular, like, 18 through 21 because, like, so many things, it gets tiring over and over, over again. Um, 
again, this is a fun issue. For example, when Batman and Superman are in the Batcave and Batman in the face of, of a protocol, then Mixplex um, is like, hey, whoa, 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 we need my setting. So he moved the two fortresses out solitude, and then Batman still like, oh, don't worry, I got a protocol in here, which is pretty cool. But again, there's only a few moments that was pretty cool in this um, issue, but it just dragged on and on and on. Should have been a 20 issue, I mean, a 20 page issue, maybe a little bit better. Um, it does have great art, I will give it that. Um, but for that, I think I gotta give it a 5.5 out of 10. Just the ending, which is a letdown, too. The ending was like, okay, sure. You, you, can, you can have a lot more fun with that, but they didn't. Fun at the start of the issue, yeah. not fun at the end. Oh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. And unfortunately, I kind of feel the uh, same way about our next book. Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal Multiverse's End, written by James Tynan IV, with art by Juan Guedin and Michael Spicer, letters by Russ Wooten, with the cover done by Arthur Adams and Sabine Rich. Perpetua, mother of all existence, has culled all life and creation in the multiverse, condensing all beings to one planet, Earth Prime. In her quest for power and dominance, she rules absolutely and in the totality, using her children, the monitors and anti-monitors, as her heralds and destructors. But a group of heroes has banded together across multiple worlds in a last-ditch effort to stop her from destroying all of existence. Owlman, President Superman, Iris West, Captain Carrot, Guy Gardner, and others choose to make their final stand in a battle they're destined to lose. This this is not the kind of stuff that I would want to see in in an event book. No. Um a good vast majority of the art in this uh-huh. is is coloring book quality art. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say so? And it seems completely unnecessary to have this in here whatsoever. It's basically just, I mean, did I miss anything? Am I forgetting anything? But isn't it basically just people being sad and saying, I'm going to fight back because I'm sad. And then ultimately it ends up being about um, Owlman and how he is the real Owlman. Hell yeah, like how he's like Batman's true counterpart instead of this Batman who laughs. Yeah. Which, like, most of this is literally just like recap. It feels like it's all recap, and what's not recap is it's just thrown in and, 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 and filler for no reason. It's just like, hey, here's a bunch of other characters that there's absolutely no way we could fit in anywhere else. But remember at the end of the, um, what of it, the Dark Knights with all those other Batman and all? The last one was Bat Baby. Is this him in this uh, issue? Like flying with those um Green Lantern type or the Lantern type um Batman. You know what? Um, that's funny that you brought that up because that that was one thing that did stick out to me too. I I and I completely forgot about it. And yeah, I think that is Clone Baby Batman from that uh, that anthology, Dark Multiverse anthology, whichever book that was at. But the the one at the end where he 
put himself in a, accidentally put himself in a baby body and he deduces that in order to fix it first he needs to cry um that's and uh, he dies too yeah um, so that's 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 the end of baby batman so now i feel less about that about that issue than you are now because like yeah so he was like man like you could have done a lot if, if he mm-hmm. kept him alive with his like, rainbow core maybe you could have some fun later on but you killed him off in the tie-in yep well, they okay. brought him in. They brought him in at the tie-in. Yeah, true. Uh, so ultimately, um, the art's not there. The story was useless. Um, it was uh, not useless, isn't the word, uh, but pointless. It just it wasn't. It's it's definitely not necessary. It doesn't add anything to death metal whatsoever. No. Uh, um, would I? Would I say that this is worth six dollars? No, 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 not one no. bit. No, 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 you wouldn't. I w- you wouldn't catch me saying that. Uh, this final score, the art's horrible. The story's pointless. I'm giving it a three out of ten. I might be there right, with, right there with you because, honestly, the eyes look awful. The eyes that do look like eyes, they're green. No clue why. They're green like John Stewart. Also, throughout it, his body goes from where it should be through a hawk out, like, thick person. Um, it had no, con- like, the only thing that will carry on from this time was, yay, our man is now, like, helping the good guys, and that's it. Like, nothing really came of this whatsoever, which is, like, no, just don't even waste your money on this because it really made no sense half the time. Like, I when you read the when you read that description, I thought we would get a full on team book with those characters. Not each of those characters are on a different Earth, trying to take down a tower. Right. They just it didn't. I mean, I guess technically they're a team, but I mean, it just it it didn't add up to anything, and it really. I mean, this could have been settled in a damn narration mm. box, which. This like we barely get much of the characters. However, if they were in a legit team book fighting something on a one planet, maybe we would get more from the characters, and we were like, I don't know, actually like the book. Right. And speaking of books, I like. Let's go ahead and move on to Legion of Superheroes number nine, the book of the week. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by various people, and I mean a lot. Letters mm-hmm. by Dave Sharp, and cover was uh, done by various people. Uh, the summary says, continuing a very special two-part comic storytelling event, the United Planets has found have found the Legion of Superheroes guilty of crimes against the galaxy, and it's up to our young heroes to prove their innocence. Featuring an all-star cast of artists, this issue will feature a surprise 1,000 years in the making. Long live the Legion. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, At least not with the Bendis on the... I can, sum this, I can sum this book up in four words, believe it or not. And it is too little, too late. 
we have background and fleshing out a little bit of characters here and there, but that's all it is. It's literally, they've set up a format to where they can barf out some description about each individual character. And now he's, now he gets to say, say that he did that. Um, this fucking comic book, this whole fucking run is an insult to comic fans. And I'm flat out saying that this is bullshit. I can complain about a Superman run all day long because of the, the latter dialogue and the shitty art that's in there. There's no shitty art in, in a Legion of superheroes book. Um, it, it, for the most part, it all almost always looks decent, if not stellar. Um, you know, going all the way back to Ryan Sook originally designing these characters. And, and, and man, skip it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Skip it. Like, the malnourishment, I mean, not well, like the amount of talking, it's with this issue, like just going through it, it just giving me a headache just looking at it. Like, it's just way too much. It will scare up some readers away from even wanting to read it because, like, this is like a full on this is full on novel novel basically. Yeah, it pretty much is written in comic book form, and um, it's it it's not a story. It's just a string of little tidbits of some of the characters in the Legion, uh, loosely strung together by this weak story of a trial that's that both has and hasn't been taking place since the beginning of the the run. It's it's most. Re- it, I just don't understand how this could possibly continue. Please, somebody tell me that Legion of Super... Please tell me this is dying. Is this going to no, no. no. It's not. Which I don't know how. I, do, I can't figure this out. My mind is completely blown. I'm so... This... I'm giving this because of the... Um, there's There's several pages in, within these 28 pages or however many, um, there's several pages in which the art is done really well. Then there's some pages that are really reminiscent of Silver Age art and um, and done really well. There's a beautiful splash page um, of Nuranal and her showing uh, her... her of, of her you know activating her power and there's it's just all gold and sparkles and it's fucking beautiful um that uh, that art is the only reason this gets a 1.5 i'm knocking it down so much because there's no reason for this anymore Brian Michael Bendis is saying cash grab. That's all I do. That's all I know how to do. I'm not capable of anything anymore. I got goddamn lucky with Miles Morales. And I've been riding that wave ever since. That's what I think. Um, He needs the hell out. He, 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 he needs, he needs to go away. I'm tired of this shit. I am completely done with it. Long live the Legion, my ass go away i and that that really bums me out because if anybody has been listening since we started i've been reviewing these legion books and i had great huge hopes for them because i am a legion fan 
I when I was a kid, I had a ring, and it just oh, it's so frustrating. And 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 this is insulting. I mean, every book is just a waste of time. I the fact that he's getting four dollars an issue out of these just blows my mind. And and then we get. Hmm. I'm not even going to go on because I'm going to start yelling and cussing real bad. I could slightly, slightly, like, slightly let this pass. This was like the first issue or so, just so we can know who the characters are. But no, not really. Like, the amount of, like, talking and everything that's happening. Like, no, this is, like, post-December. This is the only book Benz is on. He shouldn't even be on this book at all. Like, this team has potential, but the writer is what's making this a laughing book. This is a book that could be phenomenal, could draw people to it. Legion has a fan base from past runs, from, um, hell, even from the Supergirl show with Brainiac 5 joining the crew, from the animated show back in the early 2000s that I loved. I was looking forward to this book from just the whole run, but unfortunately, it did not deliver the love I have for the Legion. Like Lightning Lad, I love him. Love Saturn Girl. Love Brain. I love Brain Five. Just like his, like his dry humor. No, we don't get that all. It's just the sad part is I'm pretty sure that we only aged up John only to bring him to this book too, which is even more sad. I can't hear you. I accidentally hit my mute button. <laughs> You're good now. <laughs> All right. That's exactly what happened. We aged up John for Brian Michael Bendis to throw him into this fucking mess of a legion, this this giant waste of, of, of comic books. Um, man, it makes me so mad. And, it, and then pisses me off even more is that that means that we broke up super sons to do it super sons was a team up book from damien robin and john kent superboy who were a couple of 12 year old kids and you had grown-ass men reading that book faithfully i love they Great were Timo. good they stories. Were. It was it was great chemistry. It was written well. You took something that was awesome and you could have ran with forever with the mm. young adult crowd. A lot of fun. And the in the children's books. Like my kids, my 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 kid Liam, um, who does the Not a Robot Kids Corner podcast, or will be uh, releasing the Not a Robot Kids Corner podcast very soon. Excuse me. <laughs> um, uh, he loves Super Sons. Um. I know a lot. I mean, I, I enjoy it and hell I'm 41 years old, you know? So, I mean, you've got people all over the age spectrum that, that you stole a book from them to do this. Oh. Made no sense. That makes me mad. All right. So I'm not going to, I'm going to take a deep breath now. So I don't get angry anymore <laughs> before we move on to the next book. And that book is Batman, the Joker War Zone. A one-shot written by Joshua Williamson, John, James Tynan, and John Ridley with art by Gillen March, 
Oliver Kopel, David Lafuente, James Stoko, Laura Braga, Tomo Mori, Matt Hollingsworth, Antonio Fabella, and Hi-Fi. Letters by Tom Napolitano and Gabriella Downey, with the cover done by Ben Oliver. And what a cover that is. Gotham City is a battleground as the Joker War takes over the Wayne fortune and wages a street war against the Dark Knight and his allies. Enter the War Zone with short stories featuring characters like Cassandra Kane, Stephanie Brown, and Luke Fox, and see how they're fighting back in the city under siege. Also, the brutal full debut of the mysterious antihero known as Clown Hunter. Now, this is the one that I gave a sneak peek for. Everybody knows that I like this one. If you are following us at Twitter, I did love this issue. I had a few few problems with it, but overall, not too much. Um, I dug it. Of course, I thought that the majority of the art was beautiful. Um, Let's start it off here, huh? Uh, The first story starts off with and and this is I, I i didn't list everybody individually for who drew what and i'm not going to but this one is gorgeous um bane is held up to this machine that's siphoning all of the venom from his system and uh who shows up but joker he's been he's snuck his way into arkham asylum and uh, Joker's there just to mess with his head. Uh, I love the way Joker's drawn here. Um, and Bane, uh, he Joker's messing with Bane's head, something fierce. Uh, he shows up and he play. He even places Bane's mask on on him. And uh, Bane's getting impatient. He wants to know. You know, he wants Joker to get to the point. So. Uh, after a little bit more uh, um, dancing back and forth with some more really great art of him hooked up to that gigantic machine, uh, keeping him chained up. Uh, Bane says, stop dancing around whatever this is and say your piece. And that's when Joker pulls a gun. He says, you know, I've spent months imagining how to kill you. It'd be so easy right now. I just have to pull the trigger. Nothing's too showy, and there's a humor to that, too. They list you right next to me as one of his big bads, and dying in a way that would look to the world like any other mundane death, a kind of forgettable nowhere death, that'd be funny. And he 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 kind of rides that train there for a little bit because he's disappointed. He's, he says the Joker says to Bane that he's supposed to be, that he was supposed to be better than this. Um, the guy, he, he's the guy that broke the bat and stole the city. Now, do you, do you think this is, um, time trying to throw shade at King for his run? Do I think that it is? Do I think it's intentional? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had not considered that, but I mean, I guess it could be. Um, from what I know, Tynan is a pretty nice guy, so I don't I don't know if that would fit what I've heard about him. Um, that said, I don't know him personally, uh, so um, you know I I don't know if he would do that on purpose or not, you know. But uh, 
being a nice guy is in a defense for everything. Um, see my review on anything Brian Michael Bendis has done, who is a very, very, very nice guy. I've heard that. I just don't like what he's doing and haven't since he loved Marvel. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Um, so anyway, we're back to the story. And um, Joker's pissed. He's pissed that he waited to deliver the final blow, the thing that would have put him over the top finally, uh, the last parental figure that he had. And he says, you kill the last parental figure he has in front of the fucking kid. You don't even put him on the damn telephone so he can listen to it all live. You wasted it, wasted that death. The butler was different. The butler was the only way to hit him in that deep primal place and break him like he hadn't been broken since he was a kid. And he keeps on, you know, writing that out and points out that he's not the man who broke the bed anymore. He's the one that broke the baby bird. You took the best weapon there and just threw it away. So he's pissed. He's real pissed. And he says, but I'm a busy man, a businessman, actually. <laughs> and um, he warns him, you will pay for what you did. I'm going to see to that. You won't know when, you won't know how, but it will happen. People, and then he says, before he leaves, he says, keep the mask. People might actually miss it. People might actually mistake you for something scary in it. I thought that was awesome. The dialogue we had. Yeah, and then the 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 narration shows us Bane's just sitting there contemplating like we would expect Bane to do. And that is the end of the first story in the Joker War Zone. What did you think about it, Anthony? See, I want to like it. Like, I do like it. However... Just because how it says to be continued in 2021, I feel like with the past Detective Comics 1027 and a few of the, like, lately we've had a lot of the, like, anthology um, comics with a whole bunch of stories in them, that we just get the same thing. Like, coming soon in, coming soon, 2021, coming soon, um, to be continued in um, Batman 100 or so. I... I wish this was just like just by itself, have no other future effects. I am looking forward to like their little battle. However, I'm just a little bit of like um worn out on the to be continued in next year, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are, but I mean, you know, we're getting closer and closer and God, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I'm falling for it, man. Like, I'm excited to see what's coming, uh, regardless of what form that takes, whether it's primarily digital releases or if we're going back or what. Um, I'm excited to see what happens story-wise. And I just hope we get good ones and enough to keep me busy reading, you know? I just hope that, like, do you think it's too soon to use Bane? To use Bane? Um, like, to see this? You Bane mean, like... And, like- you mean like you you mean to like turn around and use them in a like a storyline right now, right after Joker Warzone? Yeah, like especially how he was in like almost like Sam Five issues, basically just nonstop. But Batman has a huge list of rogues galleries. Like some of them don't really get as much of a like buzz like Bane, 
Like if it's no, a, no, we, we just had Bane. Like Joker, lot. like Joker pointed out in that story, though Bane is one of his big bads. You know, we we don't hear from the Mad Hatter very often either. Mm. But you know, that said, uh, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. If I'm not mistaken, we still have after this is over with. We have an arc dealing solely with the Clown Hunter, and I believe another character called Ghostmaker as well. So we'll uh. We'll have to see. I'm not sure, man. Let's get into the next story, though, all right? Um, I am going to give... There's parts... Okay, so sometimes this art looks freaking amazing. And other times I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You don't look like you just did in that last panel. (laughs) Um, Most of it seems to be uh, Lucius's wife. But uh, the story is family ties, and it's Lucius... um, Lucius kind of going through this big struggle because he's still dealing with the effects of punchlines, joker toxins that were uh, acupunctured into his forehead. So, I mean, that's pretty damn close to your brain. It's going to, it's going to get there real quick. Uh, And it's going to be a steady supply. So um, he got tweaked. He was like basically microdosed on, on, on her joker toxin. And, um, uh, the whole family's there, including Luke Fox. He's coming down. He's got a hood up, obviously, because he's still jokerized. He wants to know what's on the thumb drive that Catwoman gave uh, to Luke. And he says exactly what she said. Codes to offshore bank accounts with billions of dollars in them. Um, we're not sure what to do with it. They're, they're just, they're, 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 talking back and forth everybody's got an opinion do they keep it do they follow her directions what do they do and that's when lucius speaks up and says listen to me there's nothing to talk about it was given to us it's ours we keep it so he's not talking about using it for good he's or at least not giving giving bruce back his money his his money lucius is saying we keep it yeah Look, oh, like does Luke look like he's like drawing order to you? Luke, like Luke, yeah, physics. Like Luke looks like, yeah, he's Luke like looks like older, he's, older. he's he, older, older. I don't know about that. I was thinking like he at looks least like, like he could thirties or like. I was thinking late twenties, yeah. early thirties. Um, that's that's where I was putting him at. Uh, but um, he says Bruce isn't stupid. He wanted us to have the money. He knows that this this has all gone too far. The masks out there, they've turned this city into a living hell. Everything they did to me, everything they did to Mara, you all argue about right and wrong. You should be talking about what we can do with this money. We can fight back. We can stop this cycle of insanity and violence. And, um, you know, uh, he snaps. Uh, she says, Lu-, you know, his wife even asks, Lucius, are you sure you're feeling all right? You sound, how do I sound? Because I've never been more sure of myself. And then uh, Luke's watch goes off. He's got a perimeter alarm set up and um, income busting through the wall is a giant Humvee, a bunch of them filled with cloaker, uh, with Joker clowns. Uh, somehow, they know that Luke Fox got something from Catwoman. I don't know how they know that, but they want to back um, that that thing being the 
thumb drive with all of the money on it. And uh, Batwing suits up, and God, I love his costume so much. His his costume is so kick-ass. I love it. Um, it's like a Batman Beyond, but like in like blue. Yeah, it kind it kind of reminds me of like um, okay, so like a, a Batman Beyond mixed with Nightwing, and then do you remember the old uh, Image comic Shadowhawk? Yes, yeah, yep. Kind of a, a rip off of Batman, but especially going from his 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 face mask here, that's that's I'm getting those kind of vibes, man. I just love it. <laughs> Batwing is a cool ass character, man. I, I wish that, I'm I'm glad to see him back, and I hope we get more of him. Uh, any case, so he's there. He's fighting off all the clowns by themselves, and. Um, Lucius, of course, is going through this monologue about if you want something to change, you have to make it change. Um, Batwing is he he takes out the uh, the the majority of the clowns that are there, and then Lucius comes out with the gun that we see him pick up, and he picks off a couple of them right in the head. He says, "Stop! I can handle them." That's Batwing, and Lucius said, "Leave." Batwing replies, it's all right, I'm... And Lucius says, I know who you are. I designed that suit. The same as I designed this weapon that... uh, Designed a weapon that can shoot through it. And he stares him down. So Batwing flies off. No, I'm not sure if he knew that he... I'm not sure if Lucius meant that he knows who Batwing is. Or if he knows who Batwing is. You know what I'm saying? Does he know that Luke Fox is Batwing? I don't think he does. I thought he did. Because like, he, he's like, I thought he did too. No. For some reason. If it, I, I'm under the impression that this suit was just made for Bruce and Bruce gave it to, to, to Luke Fox without Lucius's knowledge. And that's, that's where this whole I'm, I know who you are. I designed that suit. I mean, if 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 it wasn't Batwing specific or Batwing centric, he would have said, "I know who you are, Luke." You know. Mm. So I think that's a recognition of it being Batwing, but not of who Batwing is. In any case, Batwing flies off after being threatened because he doesn't want to get shot by his dad. Uh, cops show up. They, uh, he's, you know, Lucius has still got a, he still looks jokerized some. He doesn't have the perma grin, but he still has the red lips and his eyes are messed up. Uh, he's got a gun in his hand. So the cops show up, hands up free, drop the fucking gun and I'll shoot. Uh, the family runs out. No, don't shoot. Um, Luke is back as, Luke now instead of Batwing and shows up and says, I'm the one who called you. And it ends with, with them saying, you know, if we're going to do better, we have to be better. We have to be a family again. All of us, it's time for Tim to come home. Who's Tim? Cause I'm confused. I'm on the same back too. Maybe it's the brand new character. We've never met before. It's gotta be. I didn't know. So there's a Tim Fox, which I mean, if they're bringing in a new character, why would you choose 
couldn't you give them a different first name? Yeah, I mean, that's there's already a, yeah, there's already a Tim there, man. Um, in the Bat Family, no. you know, extended or not, I mean, there's loads of names out there. You didn't have to pick one in the Bat Family. Now, do you think this will somehow like continue in um John Bailey's on because he did write this, and I fear as if you want to have him write this unless if somehow this takes place in something that he's going to be doing in his Batwing book. Well, he's not, he is he, he's not doing a Batwing book, right? He, he's doing a Batman well, book, right? Yeah, yeah, but with, with Luke um, Fox as, as Batman. A, yeah. All right. So, um, I don't know what it's going to, I don't know what it's going to end up being. This obviously references shit that's happening in Joker war. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is in continuity. So if this is setting up that, then that would have to be in continuity. And as far as I know, they've announced that it's not. It's kind of like an Elseworlds story. Just as the, then, like, I wonder like, why they would pick him as a writer. It's just like, it just, I mean, unless they, they want to see how he is. That's my well, only I mean, assumption. I'm, it's John Ridley. I mean, they know how he is, you know, but. Uh, oh, was that Luke, though? Has he done Luke before? No, I don't think so. But I mean, his book isn't too far off from coming out right isn't it supposed I, to happen in the beginning so, of the year either december or january of of this coming year right yeah yeah so i mean what i'm saying is uh i mean they've got to write these books at least three months in advance um so you know i think that this may have even been done after he started writing that but uh i'm excited man because there's definite shakeups happening in the bat universe. Um, and if, if, if this ties into his run, then that means that something happened to Bruce, you know, and I'm curious about that and what the hell's going to happen with Jason and what happened with Barbara, what's going to happen with Barbara is Tim going to stay out on his own or is he coming back in as Robin and where the fuck is Damien? I need bat answers. And I'm super excited to get them next year. Um, In the meantime, though, I suppose we can move on to the next story. Um, The next story is the only one that I really have a problem with. Oh, wow. I was going to say the opposite. (laughs) I I was disappointed with this story. And um, let me just say why real quick first. And I'll let you carry us through it, if you don't mind, since you were a bigger fan of it. But um, to me, I just didn't see Cass and Stephanie teaming up. Um, they they just don't, to me, they just don't seem like the team. I would have put Cass with anybody else. And Steph, I probably would have put with Tim uh, at this time. Um, and they, they refer to her, to- and they refer to her as just the tech one. That's not really Stephanie either. So um, the one thing, the the art was meh to me, and I felt like the entire issue was done like with those little Imaginex characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's 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 what I see when I see this. But um, other than that, yeah, that I mean, it, it wasn't a bad story. It was enjoyable. The art was okay. None of it was to my taste, but uh, – 
Would it, why don't you go ahead and give us a run through? Well, we start up with Cass and Stephanie having a nice little talk and enchiladas, I believe. Um, I think it's an enchilada. Um, so they're eating enchiladas while they're also um, going out through Gotham City all throughout the drug war, just fighting crime. They take out this big, like, I don't want to call him a sumo, like a sumo wrestler type body, but like he's a big guy, basically, big guy. Yeah, he's a a huge. (laughs) mm -hmm. He's huge, right? But thankfully with Cass, with her training, uh, we do get um, them to take him out. I will admit, I wish we did see more of that. We do see that later on, but I wish we saw that throughout the issue of just with Cass um, fighting. The art, you say you have an issue. I kind of do like it a little bit just for like, just like this short bit. If this was a full-on issue long, I would have an issue with that. However, because it's only, uh, I want to say like 10, 8, 9 pages or so, yeah. I'll slide. It's like it's like a cute small thing. Why not? I don't. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I don't, and maybe it's just because my four year old has has probably like thirty of those little Imaginex characters. We buy him all of them that he wants, <laughs> but um, he loves them, dude. He carries. He'll carry around twenty of them with him at a time if we let him. But uh, in any case, um, so that's what I saw with the art. I didn't hate it. It just it's just not my style, you know. I f- I feel like that's that 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 kind of stuff is better saved for the young, the young adults, but or the young crowd, excuse me. But anyway, continue on. Now, as a fighting the bad guys, we also see that actually they are actually on a mission, a mission to bring back. Something that has not been in the books since Tom King's Batman when Jim Gordon destroyed the bat signal. So that's what the main thing is. The main thing is to bring back the bat signal because the bat signal is for just the symbol. That's why the story is called the symbol, which Joshua Washington is actually writing it. Um, and that's basically it. Well, they just brought back the bat signal, um, which I think this will symbolize the back of book. I think that this is a stepping stone into the back of book. If, if, if that's the way you're seeing it, are you seeing it as um, the two of them sharing the mantle? Yes. No, that's interesting. That's something that we have not seen before. I don't believe. No, 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 it's no, we yeah. haven't seen them before. So I think that we will with Oracle um being like you know, Oracle will be like the person behind the computer, but yet we're gonna see like we see them like be bonding and beginning of um Tinian's detective run, and now we're gonna see more of that in the upcoming back book. That's just my prediction. Uh we because I do enjoy them working side by side. I think that they really uh, um compliment one another and however the last page which like i wish i can just have that page but without the um awesome simple narration box it's beautiful you see them running next to each other sort of like a batman and robin how they like would run next to each other yeah it it reminds me of like the old school all-star Batman and robin deal there yeah absolutely and you have them in the um back i assume like but now, have they both had the um, had the crest on the chest before? No. 
Yeah, which is like, I feel as if because of that is why we're going to get them on a back book. Because that one little thing seems like we won't put that there for no good reason. Right. I feel as if that's somehow foreshadowing that book. Um, 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 and okay, well, let me put it to you. Let me, let me push a, a possibility to you because there's a chance that it could absolutely mean nothing and all it was done was like as a fan service. And <sighs> if you pay attention to who's writing, he is mm-hmm. literally the captain of fan service. So just because we see these bat symbols here doesn't mean that that's something that's going to get carried on. Um, I do like seeing the bat symbols there. I think that's cool. I think Cass looks great with it, and I like seeing it on spoilers too. But I wouldn't count on seeing it going forward, and especially because we don't see a to-be-continued. We just see an end. Oh, man. It's like that would definitely bring in people to the crowds of the back of book to find out that both of them are taking the helm of it. And it, we're just getting, if we're getting a little bit of a taste of what they can do together, both with just how they interact with one another, because, like, it's just harder and harder to show. Like, how, have, did you read the um, detective run um, when we when we both started? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, how, like, they were there for each other. You even see that, that too. Like, they bond together. They all have that chemistry. You're going to take that in a whole new run, which I think will do fantabulous. Even a small story like this. We, we see great action. We see great chemistry. Right on. Well, the next story is, um, I can sum this one up real quick. Uh, it is a setup. It's beautifully drawn. And I mean beautifully drawn. I love it. And it's... Uh, um, poison ivy dealing with a couple of joker clowns and basically it's her return to a villain um the only real problem i have is one particular page or one particular panel on here where she looks kind of like a very badly drawn starfire down at the bottom where she's burning everybody and then up in the upper left hand top corner of that one her face kinds of re- kind of reminds me of maybe the wicked witch of the west from the wizard mm. of oz but other than that the rest was done pretty darn good and um it's it's ivy's heel turn she uh burned the green she's bringing it back to life and um somehow made a robot of it and she's sitting on a throne and you know she's rebuilt it and she don't look happy by the end she even killed that girl too dang yep she sure did and uh it does say to be continued in 2021 so this Mm -hmm. is this is ivy's official return to being a bad guy um and that's the end of that one i i Knew it had to happen. I had heard that it was going to happen. Uh, so um, I'm glad it was done in a good way. There's not much of a story to it. It's, you know, just basically narration and monologue. But it's it's pretty decent. Um, the next story that we've got going on is Clown Hunt. And um, James Stokoe 
is an artist here. And I happen to, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I happen to remember James Tynan saying that James Stoko was actually one of his favorite artists. Um, that's crazy. He's, he's, um, look, okay. First and foremost, he, he, he definitely draws in kind of like a sketchy way. You know what I mean? Um, it's very, very yeah. pencils, um, very thin lines, but, um, so his faces, they, they definitely look like illustrations, you know what I mean? Uh, but th- that same drive, that same drawing style that might mess the Joker's face up a little bit for me also lends the ability to draw these sprawling backgrounds of trees and just giant villages. And, I mean, it's just sprawling. Um, he does a good job, man. Uh, I like it. So the Joker's got these uh, new clowns, uh, Snap, Crackle, Pop, and Big Ed. He sends them to, um, you know, uh, sends them on a little job. And uh, that little job is to uh, find Clown Hunter and teach him a little respect. They get to the um, Clown Hunter is supposed to be or whatever. And... uh, they realize it was a bad idea. Um, they start seeing all kinds of anti-clown graffiti and stuff, and they keep walking into traps. Really, really good traps. Oh yeah. Um, they get wrecked. And, yeah, and and um, they they get wrecked. They get messed up, shot through the head, blown up, all kinds of shit. Now I'm gonna say. We saw we saw Clown Hunter speaking in one issue now where he wasn't in complete lower caps. And that was in that last uh the last issue that we just saw him in. Uh they actually did not do all in lower caps, and that was something that I noticed. I'm glad to see that we're back to that because I feel like that is something significant or at least a good indication of like the personality of the guy behind mm-hmm. it. All right. Um, so Big Ed is there and Clown Hunters fighting, they're talking back and forth and trying to kick the shit out of each other. And you know, Clown Clown Hunters rubbing stuff in, but Big Ed clocks him around a little bit, knocks the mask off, and we see that it's a kid, he can't be more than 16. It's definitely not Damien. A lot of people thought that it might be. I don't know really? why. That, yeah, there, that was all over the internet that people thought it was Damien. Uh, absolutely not. The time, the timing didn't even make any sense, let alone what he looked like. And this is not the direction that a trained fighter would go. You know I've what I mean? People say that it's um, Punchline's little brother. He's Punch- doing this for revenge. Uh, yeah, people are saying that it's Punchline's um, little brother for revenge of her becoming Punchline. I didn't even think of that. That's a possibility. And, you know, um, I'm also still holding on to hope that this might be uh, Cullen Rowe. I hope it is then. Like, because that I, means like, that means we're probably going to see Harper. Blooper back. Yeah, Harper mm-hmm. Rowe could be coming back. That's awesome, man. So we've got them going back and forth and back and forth. And um, uh, he finally, he gets his mask back on and clubs the dude to death one more time. Uh, puts a battering right through his head. 
And that's the end of that. That was the end of Clown Hunter, but we've got an official introduction. He's he's not he's not just somebody who has to hang back and take out one or maybe two at a time. This little kid can handle himself. He just took out four of them very, very fast. Um there was a big one that got the better of him, but not for long. So Clown Hunter is formidable even at such a young age and with such simple weapons. So I enjoyed that too. Um, Again, my grade on this is not a surprise. It is a nine out of 10. Everybody knows that by now, but Anthony, uh, I, I found, I found very little wrong with this issue. And I know that so many other people do not agree with me on that so why don't you give us a little spin on how you and those people might be feeling i i'm just sick and tired of like all these anthology it's always i feel like it's mainly batman anthology issues um we have like detective comics we've had that um we've had a lot of them so i only like two of the stories i liked this one with the clown hunter and the um, Cassandra Kane and the Stephanie Brown. I enjoyed the art in that one, and I enjoyed the story and the art in this one as well. We actually get a little bit more glimpse of, like, we actually know he can actually fight. Because that was my biggest worry about Clown Hunter is seeing him actually fight. We see him fight, which is great. So between this issue and the Stephanie Brown and the um, Orphan one, love those all all the other ones i wasn't a fan of which we have the um the joker and bane it didn't wow me as much we had the um luke fox one which i felt as if was a little bit unnecessary and i just again didn't care for as for the poison ivy i, I felt as if that was just useless pointless i felt as if that didn't need to be in a joker war tie-in not one bit. That's why I give this a six yeah, out of ten. So you give it a six out of ten. Yeah. Ouch. Wow, that's a big difference. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, a lot of the different things that you point out that you didn't like are a lot of the reasons why I'm. It, it's getting me excited for the following year. And hopefully, you know, hopefully my optimism is not destroyed for no reason. <laughs> um, I, I'd really like to see some damn good stories coming out of that. Uh, I just, I feel, I feel as though they're definitely going to be hanging it back toward getting everybody together. And, um, I don't know why, but I'm just automatically assuming that that means that everything is going to be perfect. <laughs> Hopefully so. Yeah. Something's um, got to give. I mean, I, I, trust me, I realize that that's, that's, that's hoping for a lot. But um, did you have any more to add to the end of that issue, Anthony? No. I, I just hope that the next anthology book we get won't be mainly focused on Batman. <laughs> I feel like we have that a lot lately. We've had a lot of anthology books, period, with a whole bunch of them focusing mm. on Batman. You're right. With Detective Comics, with the um, Death Metal Batman Times, 1000. Batman 1000. Or, or Detective 1000 and 1027. And then well, mm-hmm. we got Batman 100 coming up. That's not going to be an anthology, though. That's just going to be oversized. 
watch. Now they just switch it up. <laughs> Damn it. Please, no. But, all right. Um, with that, uh, that's the show, everybody. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, you can feel free to reach out and contact us. We love talking about this stuff with people. We've been reading comics collectively for over 40 years, so hit us with anything you've got. Visit campsite.bio forward slash not a robot to find us on your favorite podcast platform and patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcast for early and additional content. Until next time, be good to each other and don't be a robot. Domo arigato, Mr. Robot Phone. Domo, Domo, Domo arigato, Mr. Robot Phone. Domo, Domo, Domo arigato, Mr. Robot Phone. Domo arigato, Mr.